0: Peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks so much. We had a Christmas reading from the Gospels today. We typically do not read this, this text until after Christmas because it's about the, the magi and the wise men or the kings or however you want to call them, right? And we read this after Christmas, but I thought today we're gonna to read it today. Because one, y'all got Christmas in the brain anyway. And two, well, you'll find out later in the text, in the sermon here. But what I wanted to do today was a participatory sermon. Participatory, did I say it correctly? Participatory. Participatory sermon. If you have your cell phone with you, pull it on out. This is a, you will not hear me say this very often. Right. Pull out your cell phone. All right doesn't matter what type of cell phone you have, any type will work. If you got one, pull it on out here. And we're going to take some, some polling questions here. And for you to be a part of the poll, go to your text messenger or whatever your, your phone calls it. And you want to text to, let me pull mine up here, 37607. 37607. So 37607. Oh, That's who you want to text to. So who you're, so you're, you're going to send it to? You're going to send it to 37607. Oh, and then the message line, you're going to text this message, Jason Haynes 570. Send the message to 37607, and the message you're going to send is Jason Haynes 570. And once you've done that, you should get a text back that says, you've joined Jason Haynes' session. If you got that, you're on. You're good. You're golden. Did you get that message back? Did you get it back? Yeah. Sweet. It's working. It's awesome. Very, very cool. All right. So during Christmas, we we all know the Christmas story, but do you really? Do you really? So I'm gonna ask you some questions. So here's the first question. And it should show up there. There it goes. Alright, there it goes. The question is this the people from the East who visited Jesus were a wise men. So if you think it's A, you type A in the text message there. You send and send it. If you think it's B, Magi, you type B and, it's to send, and you send that. Or if you think it's C, you type in C. The people from the east who visited Jesus were C, kings. Or if you think it's D, lost. People from the east who visited Jesus were lost. Hit D and send that. Awesome. What we got going here? Oh, Weisman's making a jump up here. Magi's is going to clear lead. King's making a move forward here. Lost is still at seven percent. Weisman jumping up a little bit more here. Fantastic. This is good. Lost holding last. Kings at ten percent. Weisman, oh, Weisman's jumping up a little bit here. Magi holding firm at fifty-seven percent. Fantastic, fantastic. If you put magi, you are correct. Woo! So some of you are going, wait a minute, what about the song? You know, we three kings of Orient, all right. We don't know if they were kings or not. They probably weren't kings. In fact, the tradition of them being kings does not arise until the 8th century. 8th century. The tradition of them being wise men... Is a little bit older. It's from the 6th century that they were wise men. But all we really know about them is that they were called magi. And you see the term magi two times in the Bible. Once here in Luke chapter 2, and another time in the book of Daniel is the term magi. A magi was a scholar. A scholar. Often, uh, these scholars would study various things. It seems like these guys studied the stars and the planets as best they could. They were early astronomers. But not only that, they would also try to predict things by what the stars told them. And so, in essence, they were early astrologers, which is funny because the Old Testament condemns astrology. Hold on to that thought. It's gonna come up later here. Luke chapter two or Matthew chapter 2 Matthew chapter 2? Matthew chapter 2. I got my gospels mixed up here, but it's Christmas. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so they followed the a star, is what the text tells us. And there's some debate as to what that star actually was. Uh, some people believe it was a supernatural occurrence in the sky. There was a certain star that wasn't there before. They're like, this means something, let's go to Judea. Other scholars believe what happened in 7 and 6 BC is that the planet Jupiter, which was called the king's planet, and the planet Saturn, which was considered the star of the Messiah, those two planets aligned, got super close to each other, three times in 7 and 6 BC. And so some believe that these magi in the east saw this and went, Well, if there's a king's planet and the star of the Messiah are close together, that must mean a king is going to be born in Judea. Let's go there. Those are the two theories. What we do know from the text and from the eyewitness writings here in Matthew chapter two, thank you, Nate, is that they arrive in Jerusalem and a second star leads them right to the place where Jesus is at. So yes, there were magi magi. All right, second question here. There were blank magi. There were two magi, you think there were two? text A. If you think there were three magi, text B. If you think there were four magi, text C. If you think there were a bazillion magi, text D. And if you think no one, they, no one really knows how many Magi, text E, text E. All right, so three is in the lead here. E is making a comeback. E is making it. Oh man, this is neck and neck. This is kind of exciting. It's like watching the hot dog race at the at the ball game, you know. <laughs> Basilia, thank you for Basilia. I'm guessing this crew right over here, it was over the Brazilian, right over there. Look at you, Mike. <laughs> Did you do it, Mike? Was it you? Oh, wasn't you? Okay, you had the grin like I was right. Alright. Pretty good, pretty good. Alright, the correct answer is... Nobody knows. There are three gifts, right? They give gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And for that reason, most people have guessed there were three magi. But the truth is, the text never tells us. All it tells us is there was more than one. That's all we know. There might have been two, might have been three, might have been ten. We really have no idea. What they give are gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In other words, they gave cash, body spray, and a down payment for a funeral plot. <laughs> kind of, is what they gave. right? Frankincense was uh, a perfume uh, that you would use for very special occasions. Myrrh was uh, also a type of perfume, but also you would use for, for burial purposes. They were gifts for a king. They were very, very expensive. I'm sure at the time, Mary had wished they had brought you know, diapers, a casserole dish, and and gold, because you can always use gold, right? But they give gifts for a king. They don't quite know what's going on or exactly who Jesus is, but they know this much. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of their best. So maybe each one of them gave something, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There could have been three. We don't know. Or maybe there was ten. They pulled their resources together and bought something beautiful for Jesus. That's what happened. Here's the third question: The magi were considered to be very smart in early Christianity. The magi were considered to be pagan fools in early Christianity. The magi were considered to be quite wealthy. In early Christianity, or the Magi would considered to be the beginning of a great rock band. In early Christianity, <laughs> Stonehenge, right? All right. Oh, this is kind of mixed here. Very smart in the lead. Beginning of a rock band is second. Peggy Fools is making a run. White Wealthy is lagging behind there. <laughs> All right. This is nice. Very cool. The Magi were, were most likely scholars somewhere in the east. So I think modern-day uh, Syria or Iran in that area, as best as we can tell. Maybe Turkey is possible. Probably Iran or Syria, that area. So they they were smart guys. And they were probably wealthy for that day and age. They were in the upper class elite. They were learned. They probably had some money. But in the early Christian church, they considered these guys pagan fools. Pagan fools. And we call them wise men, huh? The three wise men? In the early Christian church, they were anything but... So you have these guys here. And they they see a star, or they see two planets lined up together. They go, we're going to go travel east, which is impressive. You've got to admit that, right? They get to Jerusalem, and the first person they go talk to is a guy named King Herod. And they say to Herod, hey, we think there's been a king born here. Do you know where? Now, King Herod, by this time, has already killed his wife, and two of his sons. Because he thought they were trying to take his throne. And the the wise men go to this guy and say, Hey, we think there's been a king born in your country. We'd like to visit him. Where is he? And Herod gets his scholars together and they say, Oh, we know from prophecies, this king will be born in Bethlehem. You should check there first. Bethlehem's about ten miles away from Jerusalem. And King Herod says, to "These wise men, when you see him, come back and report to me, so that I too may go and worship him." And they believe him. God has to warn these guys to dream. Yeah, Herod, not a good guy. Don't go back. The wise, the, the magi, were followers of foreign gods. <laughs> And so when an early Christian church read this text, they would say, wow, God is gracious. He will reveal himself to anyone, including lowly shepherds who are known for being thieves and Gentile pagan fools. See, when they read the text in the early Christian church, what they read was, wow, God is gracious. God is gracious. He will reveal his salvation to absolutely anyone, even these Magi. All right. Last question here. Or no, second last question. It says this. The early Christian church normally celebrates a visit of the Magi on A, Christmas Day, B, Epiphany, C, Pentecost, D, Hanukkah. He's catching up. That's uh, neck and neck. <laughs> what is that? It's neck and neck. All right. Very cool. No one wants Hanukkah, seriously? Why not? Come on, Vinny. Put down Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. It is Epiphany. It is that day in the church calendar where God reveals himself. Epiphany is to make himself known. To make known, to reveal. Epiphany. You have an Epiphany, right? And God reveals himself, not just to his people, the Jews, but also to Gentiles. And God makes himself known to all people. Lowly shepherds, and even pagan fools. And last question here. It says this. The reason the early Christian church celebrated Epiphany was A. To celebrate God making salvation known to all people. B. To remember the first Gentiles to honor Jesus. C. To inspire us to give our best. D. To foreshadow Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which ones do you think? <laughs> oh, Super Bowl's strong, okay there it goes, it's dropping back. But B and C are also very, very good. Because certainly, we celebrate Epiphany to remember these guys. They may have been pagan fools, but they were pagan fools who traveled a long way. And you've got to honor that, right? They said, you know what, there's a star here. We're not sure what exactly it means. We're going to go and find out. Because they were God's seekers. And so we honor that. That's a good thing. We, but especially, we celebrate God making his salvation known. To all people. We praise God for that. But also remember this. That those magi. They gave their best. They gave their best. They said you know what Jesus is just such a great gift. We're going to honor Jesus with our gifts. And so as you leave today. I want to invite you to take some time. Maybe just 15 minutes. To say you know Lord we're going to give you something this Christmas Eve. If you want to help organize those senior baskets, awesome. If you want to help deliver those senior baskets, see Bev. She's got some names and addresses for you. If you want to uh, just help out with the the, pre- the presents are all good. Joanne's got them there. She's got a good system down. We're good there. If you want to help set up for Christmas Eve, and on Christmas Eve, we're going to make this place huge and just welcome people. And We're praying by the grace of God. We're going to welcome some who don't know Jesus yet. Jesus is just a baby in a manger and a time for presence. And we pray by the grace of God that this coming Saturday, uh, eternity is opened to them. That's our prayer. We exist. We are like that star. We exist for those who don't know Jesus yet. That's why we're here. And so, I want to invite you as you leave today on that credenza right back there. There's some little flyers. Give it to some folks at work, your next door neighbor, a friend, and say, Would you come with me to church on Christmas Eve? I want to give you a present. The best thing I can give you is this. Would you do that? Because you have friends, you have family, you have neighbors who are are dying without Jesus. When we celebrate Christmas, because Jesus' birth is is great, but it's only great because of the cross and the resurrection. And that's why Christmas is so fantastic. We exist for those who don't know Jesus Christ yet. And so now that you know more, a little bit more about those pagan fools who traveled hundreds of miles to see Jesus, I would like you to be a star this week, shining your light for those who don't know him yet. Amen? Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding and guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus forever. Amen understand we're, we're going to sing our closing song let's spend some time in prayer i'll be back there uh, leaving people in prayer i think stacy's going to help me out too